Hey, we made it to Friday, folks. How you doing? Time for another installment of Music Gumbo here on 92.7 KOCF Fernridge Community Radio. I am Andy Goldfinger, your musical consigliere for the next four hours. Oh, what a treat we have today, folks. Cannot wait. This is going to be so much fun. Judith Owen will be joining us at 11 a.m. I'm not sure if she's in the U.K. or if she's in uh, stateside, but uh, she'll be here at 11. And, and I just got to tell you, things are snowballing. There are requests and things coming in that I, I can't talk about at the moment, but I believe on Monday I'll be able to give you folks uh, some real treats of some of the guests that are going to be joining us here on Music Gumbo in the coming weeks. <laughs> Pretty fun stuff. Anyway, 
Today on the Musical Pantry slate, we have the likes of David Byrne, Joe Olnick, the Mother Jones Band, Van Halen, Mudcrutch, Pink, El King, the Robert Cray Band, Samantha Fish, Sound of Contact, and I'll tell you who's in Sound of Contact. You might be surprised. It is a spawned son. Yes, that's right. Traffic, new master sounds, so much to pack into this four hours. Where should we start? How about uh, Sun Music? They were, I think it was on this day in 52 or something, that Sun Music began its quest and its mission to bring music to us. <laughs> and Chris Isaac, well, he did, he's done some tribute albums to Sun Music. Uh, this one, Beyond the Sun, was the album. This is Live It Up. Baby, and you ought to know I like the way that you wear your clothes And the 
doggone sweet You got that sand all over your feet So, uh-uh
swimmer's ways You said they'll trap you and use you Before you even know But love is blind And you fought too kind Hey boy, don't ever let it show He said, now I wish that I knew what I know now When I was younger I wish that I knew what I know now When I was stronger The kid can't such a pretty show It will steal your heart away But backstage back on earth again All them dressing rooms are gray Oh, they come off strong And it ain't too long for they make you feel a man But love is blind And you soon will find that you're just a She's fast asleep, leaves you twinkling with the stars. I said, hey, poor young grandson, there's nothing I can say. You have to learn it just like me, and that's the hardest way. Oh, ooh, la, la, la. Yeah, ooh, la, la. That's the Counting Crows here on 92.7 KOCF Ooh La La from the album Underwater Sunshine or 
what we did on our summer vacation. I wonder what people are going to be doing on summer vacation this year. I wonder. Johnny London, driving slow from Sun Records, recorded in 1952. And I was right. Can you believe that? Off the top of my head, it was 1952 that Sun Recordings started releasing records. Johnny London, one of the first ones. And then also Carl Perkins in there as well. One of the most famous Sun alumni, Honey Don't. And Chris Isaac, celebrating Sun Records from his album Beyond the Sun, doing Live It Up. Andy Goldfinger sitting in with you. It is Music Gumbo on a Friday, folks. We have made it through the week. Isn't it starting to seem like it's just like one long day? <laughs> it's just, the days just are starting to melt together. Support for KOCF is provided by Discount Motorcycle Parts in Eugene. Discount Motorcycle Parts is your riding gear headquarters for discount parts and accessories. Discount Motorcycle Parts is located at 995 Tyne Street, number 7, right across from Eugene DMV. You can visit their website at dmp-oregon.com. The phone number for Discount Motorcycle Parts is 541-686-0334. Join your host, Wally Bowen, for the KOCF Music Hour here on Fern Ridge Community Radio every Saturday and Sunday at 1 p.m. for a sampling of music and points of interest about some of your favorite artists. And if you head out to our website at kocf.org, you can find the full complement of programming choices right there for your perusal on the homepage. You can even download your very own personalized copy. Now, don't go away, folks. Coming up at 11 o'clock, we have a real treat for you. The wonderful Judith Owen. Hopefully, I'll be able to talk when she calls in. But the wonderful Judith Owen will be joining us. I have no idea how long she's going to be with us. I understand that she likes to talk. So I'm more than happy to listen. What do you say we take care of a birthday? Turning 70 years old today keyboard player and founding member of Genesis, Tony Banks. This is a nice long one for you. Majestic, fast homes of men. 
the time from you Like a cancer growth Is removed by skill Let it be revealed A waterfall Is
inside their pen Until the shepherd leads his flock away The sands of time Worry road by The river
Oh, the new room in the studio lets me dance all over the place. Things falling off the shelves and stuff. Oh, so much fun. Van Morrison, Domino from his band and the Street Choir. Joe Olnick Band, Hot Rocks from the album entitled Iguana. This is a man who did a concept album about his pet iguana. So, you know, the music is fine. The music is fine. Robert Randolph, along with his family band, doing Nobody from the Unclassified album and Genesis with Firth a Fifth from Selling England by the Pound. Tony Banks, keyboardist and founding member of Genesis, turning 70 years old today. We're just a little over 15 minutes away from our sit-down with Judith Owen. Very much looking forward to that. And things are really kind of spiraling into this interview thing. We have uh, some people that are not going to be musicians coming onto the show. Looking forward to the week after next already, as we're going to have Chronicles of a quarantine chef, a, one of the finest chefs in Washington, D.C., is going to be calling. And we're going to try, we may even try to do video with them. We're going to try that on Wednesday with Paul Biondi next week. 
walrus of love. Are you looking for a radio show that has all your psychedelic favorites, but also knows how to get down and dirty with the buzz sound you love? Oh, yeah. When Saturday night rolls around and it's 10 p.m. and you're still not satisfied, tune your radio and listen to the Dr. Yeti Show because he's got what you need, baby. At 10 p.m. is Sunday night, too. Dr. Yeti. Funding for KOCF is provided by the Oregon Country Fair, a nonprofit organization dedicated to our local communities 365 days a year. Each year, the Oregon Country Fair holds a three-day fundraiser on 300 acres along the Long Tom River, featuring some of the finest music, crafts, and artisans in the country. But that's not all. The Oregon Country Fair is active in the community all year long, providing grants, sponsoring events, and supporting numerous local activities. Information is always available at OregonCountryFair.org. That's OregonCountryFair.org. And that is Clara and Jalen from Territorial Elementary School. We were out there just before Valentine's Day and had the kids record a number of our underwriting spots and some of our promos as well. We were hoping to get out there actually next week to do their very own broadcast that they had been writing, but that is postponed now indefinitely at this point, so we're not sure when that's going to go off. Now, you have made your way to Music Gumbo. In case you have just regained consciousness, Andy Goldfinger sitting in with you, your musical consigliere. Be here until 2 p.m. today, and then it's double duty. Back right again at 6 p.m. this evening with your evening version of Music Gumbo on this Friday. Don't go away. Coming up at 11 o'clock, we're going to have Judith Owen calling in. But before that, David Byrne, he came to town last year, about actually right about this time last year with his Utopia, American Utopia recording. Well, it wasn't a recording because it was live. If you got to see the show, it was phenomenal because he had everybody in the band mobile, and that was what he was trying to do. So think about the drummers, and what he did is have each drummer playing a specific drum, but you put them together, and it's like a drum set. Amazing show. I know sometimes a man is wrong. I know sometimes I do believe. I know sometimes a man is wrong. I'll be wrong until you're next to me.
It's gonna be easy to get things done. I will relax along with my love ones, love ones, love ones. Visit the building, take the highway again. Come up and see me, I'll be working, working. But if you come visit, I'll put down what I'm doing. My friends are Think of the ones I consider my favorites. I think of the people that are working for me. Some civil servants are just like my loved ones. They work so hard and they try to be strong. I'm a lucky guy to live in my building. They only buildings to help them along. It's over there. It's over there. My building has everything. It's gonna make life easy for me. It's gonna be easy to get things done. I will relax along with my loved ones, loved ones, loved ones. Visit the building, take the highway, park and come up and see me. I'll be working, working. But if you come visit, I'll put down what I'm doing. My friends are important.
scientists thought that he can't behave. Society's made him go astray. Perhaps if we're nice, he'll go away. Perhaps he'll go away, go away. This is Judith Owen, and you're listening to Music Gumbo on 92.7 KOCFLP, Venita Fernridge Community Radio, a service of the Oregon Country Fair. Knowing I'm always faithful Watching there from behind 
Dave Pike in the background. A Time for Love from his Bophead album. We heard Judith Owen just before that doing secondhand sex bot. And on that version, she's got Richard Thompson helping her out. And we'll talk about that. She should be calling any moment now. We also heard Oingo Boingo in that set, Only a Lad. And David Byrne. And that was the recording of his American Utopia tour that he did on Broadway. He also brought it to Eugene. I know sometimes a man is wrong, and don't worry about the government. Title of that one. We're 92.7 KOCF LP Vanita, your virus-free music oasis. During this interesting time in our lives, I would imagine it's safe to say that Nobody currently living has experienced anything quite like this. I do have something to read for you. One of our local businesses, Bella Soapbox is responding to the COVID-19 situation. Bella Soapbox, Louvre Butter, or I should say Love Butter, is giving back the only way they know how, making all-natural soap for those in need. With the support of Bella's sponsors, Bella will donate 400 mini bars of soap to the Eugene Springfield area. Production has already started, and they anticipate having them available for donation by the end of April. So nice to have you. We actually just, I just finished playing Secondhand Sex Bot. Oh, fantastic. So why don't, we, why don't we start with that? I know that a lot of your songs are semi-autobiographical, and that yes. certainly piques my interest. Yeah, for a second there, I was, uh, I was, I was hearing myself. I just uh, seconds behind myself, which is always infuriating. I'm fine now. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm clear as a bell. Okay, so you good. just sorry. You just you, you said you just finished playing the secondhand sex bot. Yeah. Yes, and I know that I know that a lot of your songs are are semi autobiographical. Is that one autobiographical? <laughs> well, no, it's not at all. But it's true. It's a true story. I was in London um, with extreme jet lag, having just flown there 
uh, from America, and I do I do what we all do when we can't sleep: watch appalling uh, TV. You know, the the worse the better. You know, just just appalling <laughs> nighttime TV. And there was a documentary on on Channel Four, which tends to have some of the most um, um, what can we describe as being like down and dirty documentaries that you've ever seen. And this one was about the sex bot industry. And, um, and of course, I'm fascinated because I am fascinated to the, the stra- strange things in life or rather the compelling things in life. I, do, I, I am fascinated by, by, the, by the strangeness in, uh, of humanity because my belief is that we are, we are amazing and awful at the same time, and, and, which is the truth, and, um, and everything in between. And there was this incredible story about what do you do if you can't afford the, you know, the multiple thousands, and they are very expensive to get these brand new sex bots that are feel like human flesh, and they can have a conversation with you, and blah 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 blah. And they they cut to this man who's basically went on Craigslist or something like that. You know, he went on a he went on some kind of site. Oh my! And he found yes. Thank you. And he found a second-hand sex box for sale. Now, I almost fell off the sofa, as, as jet-lagged as I was. That's when I started to get interested, because all I could think about was mileage. And, <laughs> uh, and especially in these times, I think we all understand uh, disinfectant and cleansing of and uh, germs. I mean, I mean, I think we now really understand this much more than, than when I wrote this song last year. And... Um, so then my, my interest was so peaked and it just got stranger and stranger and you see him um taking her to the park and and um, No, 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 no. And she does Oh yes, yes, yes. And you see this if you look you know, I I've looked into this now, you know. Sorry, listeners, but I have. I, I have really researched this in a big way. And and I found out that that, that often um the men in question, um less so women, but women are getting them, but the men in question take their bots. Uh, to the park or to a restaurant, to the cinema, you know, to, like because the fantasy is that they're with their girlfriend, their good-looking, big-breasted, um, uh, pliant girlfriend, and then they pose them, as this man did, to, like, looking at him with a hand on his knee. Obviously, it's a doll to anybody else. And you see people walking, you know, past uh, in this documentary, kind of looking in, in shock horror at what they were seeing. And then you see him at home, and he's brushing her hair, and he's grooming her, and he's trying her clothes on. I mean, it's astounding. And then, and I'm thinking, Andy, honest to goodness, I'm thinking, <laughs> now, stop being so judgmental. You know, he's a lonely man. He probably hasn't got a partner. He might never have a partner. He's he's, he's not hurting anybody. It, it, just stop being, you know, because I am a judgmental person. So I thought, you know, calm down. Just give him a break. And, and and it goes on, and then it, there's one shot where he's in his family room with the kitchen behind, and and he's combing her hair, and they're holding hands. Well, he's holding her hand, and he's posed her to look at him, <laughs> and they're on the couch, and and the camera uh, goes out, zooms out, you get a wide angle, and suddenly you see in the distance, behind, way at the back of the uh, of the kitchen, there's a woman sitting at a table. And it turns out it's his wife. And at this point, I'm, I was, I, it just, I cannot even begin to tell you um, the, the horror and the joy that I felt at the same time, of course. <laughs> that this just was unfolding in such an incredible way. And it turns out that, of course, 
her, they ask her, how do you feel about him having whatever the name, the bot's name is in, in the house? And she says, basically, she says, as long as he doesn't leave me for a breathing woman, you know, a real live woman, I'm all right. Oh, because, wow. I, I think, I think yeah. it's interesting that you said that you, you look for things that are that are compelling, not just strange. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a compelling story. And it's about loneliness and isolation isn't that funny this is what we're all dealing with right now but it's talking about people who were still within a marriage are lonely obviously they're not intimate anymore and they don't have a lot in common and they live very distant lives but they share a house and they are companions and they need each other and they're used to each other um but this it's the isolation of these two people it, it was so sad uh and it really was that thing about how you can be with somebody and be terribly lonely. And so it changed in it. It started out as being so funny to me and it was just like fabulous entertainment and bizarre and incredible and amazing. And then I, I was touched by, uh, uh, by the, by the loneliness of it. And, and so that's why I find true life real, you know, fact so much more interesting than fiction. Cause I don't think you can make this stuff up. It, it is so bizarre. Yeah, I, I would agree. Absolutely. Now let, let's talk. So I, I wrote, wrote the song, got Richard Thompson on it, told him he was the only man I could get playing on it. He said he didn't know how to take that, but either way, he loved it. <laughs> and uh, so uh, there, you, there you go. And, and then I photographed myself in the most bizarre uh, image on the front, which is just a proof of what, what we can all do to ourselves if we, um, if we get a face tune app. There you go. Well, when I saw you do it live, it was, it was very emotional. It was, it was a moving performance. Yeah. Now, well, thank you. You're welcome. Now, your most recent album, which is kind of a departure for you, it's called Rediscovered, and yeah. it's all cover songs, which is not something that you generally do. I've I've heard you say that you're you're not a karaoke machine, so why would you do nah. other people's songs? And you, I would imagine well, the ones that you selected, you picked very carefully. Yes, I mean, I I picked them because. I mean, there's thousands of you. It's like I, I refer to Richard Thompson, but it's when we did Thousand Years of Popular Music together, when he was asked, you know, to choose a hundred of his favorite songs, and he said, only a hundred? Are you crazy? Um, a thousand wouldn't do it. And he's, and it's true. It's so many, so much music in our lives. Um, it's the soundtrack to all our lives. And like everyone else, I, you know, I hear music, and, I, uh, and as a kid, I heard music, and... And saw my life through it, you know, the way that a song can play and it takes you right back to a time, a place, a person, an experience. Um, It's so necessary in our lives. It forms such incredible cellular memory for us. And so when I was um, really uh, being an apprentice at my job and doing grueling four-hour gigs at bars and restaurants and jazz clubs and anywhere I possibly could as background music. And that's what so many people, piano players do to make a living to, you know, pay your rent. Um, because I couldn't read or write music because I have musical dyslexia, I have simple dyslexia as, as well as word. Um, I would basically take very famous songs, songs that I loved, uh, and I would rewrite them. I would rearrange them so that they sounded like mine. Um, and it was a thing of necess- born of necessity because otherwise I wouldn't have earned my living. I wouldn't, have, I would have been starving. Um, and really, that became a, a very, very strong part of 
of uh, the exercise of writing. And I always encourage people to do the same thing to young artists, young writers, to take one of their favorite songs or to take a song um, and to completely change it, rearrange it, to read their life into it, because that is a great way of honing your style, your sound, your musical personality. And so over the years, when then I started making albums, of course, making records, I would throw a couple of these in because it became became kind of like my calling card or to, to because they're so different from the originals. I think the originals are the best they can ever be. I don't understand why anybody, you know, redo them exactly the same. The point is personal interpretation is the important thing here, which is like in the in the uh, you know the, the great American songbook era, the jazz era, where you'd get an Ella Fitzgerald or Frank Sinatra who were breathing their experiences, their life into these classic songs, and they're still being sung all the way up to the voice today. Um, that's that's what I'm trying to do. So I'm I'm doing what we all do when we hear a song and we connect with it and we read our own lives into it. But I'm taking it to a much more extreme level and with a song like you know hotline bling a drake song the booty call uh, i i could read into the lyrics my own relationship with the man that i was with uh, before my husband thank god um who basically he was not in, you know he really wasn't into me but i was con- i was in love with him and i was convinced that one day he'd wake up and and realized that I was the one. Of course, he never did. And I, and I knew I was so far down on the list of who he would call. But I was just waiting and waiting. And I think I've reimagined it as the ultimate torch song about one-sided love, which is something that we all understand and know about. And so that's what I mean about just reading my own life into it, my own experiences. So it becomes believable. And people hear it as if they're hearing the song anew, maybe for the first time, and hearing meaning in it that they would never have got before. Absolutely, and I, and I remember—I can't remember for the life of me what what song I saw you do down at Nam, and you came off, and that was exactly what I said to you. I was so entranced by how you had completely made that song into what you wanted it to be, and and that to me is the the real mark of an artist that you can take a classic. And put your own stamp on it so that it really... Well, thank you. Thank you so much. I was just in Australia and had the most wonderful time um, at the uh, Port Ferry Festival. And it was in a, it was in a big, big stage. And it's like 3,500, 4,000 capacity. And it was a nice, big old space. And it was the most beautiful moment where I decided, you know what, I have to do Summer Nights because of Olivia Newton-John, of course. I'm going to do this as a... As a shout out to Australia and Australians, and I again I made that into an absolute. I took it. I've taken it so far away. I've taken all the froth and the joy out of it. This is my joke, of course, my own personal joke. Being Welsh, I, I remove all the joy from it, from everything, um, and make it into something heartbreaking. And and again, that's a song that reminded me of a relationship I had. My first love who came back and said, I've been unfaithful, but forgive me, it didn't mean anything. And I said, of course, I'll forgive you. You know, I'll punish you for a bit, but I'll, I'll forgive you. <laughs> uh, and then realize, of course, that to forgive, doesn't, you can forgive, but that doesn't mean necessarily that you can forget because right. the trick that your mind's playing on you constantly, was she prettier than me? Does he wish he was still with her? What was it like? Was it better? You know, all that stuff. Right. That was the end of it. 
And so Tell Me More, Tell Me More becomes so much more about my brain in, over, in you know, overdrive and me telling the stories I did to my best friend about him coming back and, you know, and saying, you know, something love, summer loving, you had a blast. Um, summer loving, it happened so fast. Met a girl, it's crazy for you. Summer flings, they don't mean a thing, but uh, those summer nights. And I think that kind of, that's why it sounds true. And then and the reaction from, you know, 3,500 whatever people in Australia was unbelievable, particularly because of Olivia Newton-John, of course. But it, it does feel delicious when people realize what you're doing and the penny drops and they suddenly recognize the song. Sometimes it takes as long as getting to the chorus. Right. And it is a joy for me and the audience to be on this on this, this ride together. I mean, it really is. So, uh, you know, like I say, whether it's Deep Purple or Drake or, or Soundgarden or Donna Summer or whoever it might be, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a joyful thing to, uh, to experience this afresh with the audience. Well, and I think that what, what, you, what you do is you, you offer the audience an appreciation and they have a, a completely new appreciation, not only for, for the song, but for you as well, because they see how, how much time you've taken to, to deconstruct the song and then reconstruct it into something of your yeah. own. And I, and I think audiences really pick up on that and they appreciate the effort that you put out for that. Well, thank you. It, it, um, it, it, I, I, I really more than anything, I love these songs and want to do them justice. Uh, but I want, I want to shine, you know, new lights through old windows, as it were. And uh, even if they're contemporary songs like, you know, Justin Timberlake's Can't Stop the Feeling, I took that to church and made it about just the power of music, the power of music and how it reaches us and, and, and has such healing proprieties and, and like I said, it's um, it's something I take very, very seriously, even even if there's a twinkle in my eye. And then when, of course, when it comes to something like the Jenny Mitchell songs, it's utterly serious, of course. But, but there's a twinkle there in so many of them. Um, but I have labored over this because I want them to be absolutely um, really, really smart, emotionally smart, and thoroughly entertaining versions of these songs. And I do want people to find things in them that they didn't see before and weren't aware of. And the best thing I can ever have happen to me is when, because I, you know, God forbid, I'd hate if people were like, oh, you, you know, oh, I wish you hadn't touched that. You know, that's always like my fear. But the nicest thing, of course, is when people come up to me and say things, uh, in the like with Summer Nights, for example, a man came up to me and said, God, I, God, I've never liked that song, but I, God, I really like. I really, I realize what a good song this is. It's a great song, and it's like, yes, it is. It's a great song, and they're all great songs. And it, and it, and it speaks of the of how great songs, great, greatly written songs, and constructed songs, you can literally reinterpret and do anything with them if you are able. If, like me, you have an overactive imagination and can hear so much in them. I mean, right now. I'm turning this particular craft and working it. I've taken it to another place now where I'm doing parodies of songs um, for our, these strange isolationist times that we're all going through. 
um, because I think it's really important to have the twinkle in the eye and to keep people laughing and to keep people entertained because we need it because these are very, very strange and unknown times that we're going through. So my taking Don't Stand So Close to Me and making it about the, about my experience in Whole Foods, um, I think that's just an, an extension, again, of what I what I do when I do the covers, which is to absolutely now I've rewritten stuff. So I, I, I'm, I, I've now changed the lyrics. That's what I've done. I've kept the melody this time. So in the, in the past, I've, I've, you know, changed up the structure of the songs and, but kept, kept the, the words intact. Now I've kept the melody intact completely in the structure of the song and I've changed the words to suit the times that we are going through. But I think it's a necessary thing to do. I really feel like those wonderful Italians on their balconies. You have to, you, you have to defiantly, um, find ways of, uh, I wouldn't say smiling in the face of it, but you know, you know what I'm saying? You, yeah, ha- you I, have to, I think humor is absolutely imperative. Actually, yeah. Absolutely. Humor yeah. is imperative. I mean, I, I'm, I'm the most appro- inappropriate person ever to take to a funeral because I, I'm, I try to find the funny in everything and it's not always appropriate, but I think in situations yeah. like this, it's, it's absolutely imperative. And I, and I would imagine uh, yeah. sharing a home with, with your husband helps as well. Yes, it does. I mean, he and I, are, uh, we feel like we've, we've cranked up to, you know, we're, we're, we're in third gear now or, you know, fifth gear maybe. Um, but, no one knows that, what that means, of course, because we're on automatic. But those Brits amongst us who like who like manual stick, uh, we're yes. in fifth gear now, people. Um, yeah, Harry, Harry, the wonderful, amazing, brilliant Harry Shearer. Um, you know, we're both doing the thing that we um, know how to do, which is to write things and entertain. And he does his amazing radio show every single week. And God knows, to me, he's the voice of reason and of political satire. Uh, and thank God for it, because, you know, he, that's what he's been doing for 30 years, um, nonstop and continues to do and continues to, continues to have that voice of reason um, in, in times of, of utter craziness. Um, and musically, that's what I'm doing, because that's all I know to do. Right. That's what right. I know to help any situation or to send out to my fans or to people who, who just need cheering up god knows one of the funniest people i've ever met in my life was a war correspondent uh the funniest civilian i have ever had the fortune to spend time with that and he said it's kind of gallows humor but the only way that when you're in this situation as we kind of are in a, in a, in a sort of surreal war that this is um you rely heavily upon humor otherwise you won't get through it right. you just don't you you want because it, but it, because it's all too overwhelming. So it is. Uh, I, I think it's absolutely imperative that that we have humour and music around us. So um, yeah. So it, it, he and I are, are um, yeah. We're busy at a time when <laughs> when you know you think we might be like twiddling our thumbs. We're not because right. we just want to to do to do to do what we can. Right. You know that's not to say that we're like aren't we amazing? Oh, sending this wonderful. No, that's not it. That's not it. But, you know, you feel helpless in the face of, of, of this kind of stuff. You do. And because there's nothing any of us can do except isolate and hide. But um, I feel like 
people need to do whatever they can possibly do to express themselves and to to uh, feel fulfilled within that isolation, you know, whether you sing or paint or dance or garden or, right. or cook or whatever it is that you do, you know, or clean, like I'm, I'm just going berserk cleaning here. But you've got to do what it is that, that gives you an outlet that allows you to express. You must. I'm, yeah. I'm fortunate because I learned to do that from, you know, the second I was, you know, literally on, on this planet and walking and speaking. So I know how important that is to get through. And uh, I encourage anybody, anybody that's listening and everybody that's listening to do the same thing. And that could be writing or if you've ever fancied writing a poem or wanting to, to write your thoughts down or to create or draw or any of these things, do it. Do it. You will be amazed at how much better it makes you feel. And I think that creativity is one of the first steps in mindfulness. You know, he talks about mindfulness and and how to calm the the, the inner uh, machinations, the voices that are going off all, at all times and scaring the crap out of us all, the, the inner voice. I, the, one of the big ways of doing that, really, believe me, as someone with an anxiety disorder myself and depression, I learned from a young age that, that writing and playing and singing um, and music uh, and laughter really was, was the window to that. And so, so that's that's what I always tell people: is find that thing, find whatever that is. Could be knitting, could be sewing, could be anything, but do it, do it. it it's amazing what effect it has on the brain. Yeah, and, and the thing is, we're we're all in a situation because there's really nobody living right now who has been through something like this because this has never happened. I mean, I, not in our lifetime. No, I, you should, know, I shouldn't say it never happened. Actually, but it hasn't there's happened. one person. There's one person who has lived through this. It turns out in Italy. There's a man who's just come through coronavirus who survived the 1918 flu epidemic. Get out. That killed, yes, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in Italy wow. in the most, of course, appallingly hit country. Right. Um, and he was, um, he was a baby, obviously. He's 104 or something like that. He was a baby. He survived <laughs> that pandemic. That's the last one that has been seen. Uh, 102 years ago, which is probably why the scientists were figuring that it was about time that it was coming. We were due for one, and they were right. But um, powers that be, of course, decided that they just ignore that one. Yeah, well, what um, did they know? <laughs> so, yeah, because it's always really good when when people at the head of of uh, of uh, you know leaders don't believe in science. That's always a good one. So, um, and that's everywhere, by the way. That's all over. Uh, in so many countries right now. So um, so he survived that pandemic and he just came out of hospital having recovered from the coronavirus. Now, I want his DNA. I think we should bottle it. <laughs> yes. And I think what they should do is they should pull his bloody, you know, they should be taking blood from this man and and working with it to save um, the rest the rest of the world. I mean, how amazing is that? That's incredible. How amazing. That is absolutely oh, yeah. incredible. Yeah. So I wanted to go back. Just to, I don't I don't want to spend too much time on your husband. But when I saw you do secondhand sex bot, I I, yeah. I couldn't help but walk away from that. The, the live one was sounding very Spinal Tap esque. Is there uh, any input? No. no? I, it was the strangest feeling coming away from that. And and I had and I said something to someone, 
And they said, and they just kind of shook their head and looked at me like I was nuts. You are nuts. I want to. I would like to reiterate that that is the truth. You are nuts. No, there's absolutely nothing as far as happened. Now. I think if you're, if you're hearing anything, it's the fact that it's British, very British sounding, and it's that British kind of quintessential rock that almost pulls from well, it does pull from classical music, and that's what pompous um, rock and pom- pompous um, the joy that is Spinal Tap. That's what they did. Um, uh, is is of the rock of of that time. Um, they pull from often very kind of over the top pompous uh, right, right. Uh, classical classical uh, uh, lifts, and um, I think that's what you're hearing in it because uh, the the throwback and that kind of Mozart section of the second hand say da 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 bit very much you know so what you're hearing is a very very uh, a classic a very classic British rock thing yeah okay and whether it be you know if you heard it in uh, Prokohorum or Led Zeppelin or any of those people you'd hear that over and over and over so you're you're just hearing the, the rock thing that's okay. what you're hearing okay now you did mention yeah. hearing music as you're as you're growing up what what do you remember as the first not not something that's you said okay this is what I want to do but something that you remember hearing around the house the music that that really you just loved to hear as a as a kid growing up well, um, yeah, it, it's absolutely made me who I am. I mean, right from, 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 from the get-go. My father was an opera singer, a very successful opera singer at Royal Opera House Covent Garden in London. That's why we moved from Wales to go to London for him to join the company, and he was there for 35 years. So what I heard in the house was opera, oh. classical music being played all the time. Um, but he was a very unusual um, classical musician because he adored, absolutely adored jazz piano. So there was jazz, jazz piano. And so if you can imagine, it's like, you know, one minute it's Chopin and Rachmaninoff, and the next minute it's um, Aragana. Uh, and Oscar Peterson, and that's really what we're talking about. And then he had this most amazing affinity, as it turned out, as did I, for Jelly Roll Morton, music that came from from New Orleans. And, of course, the irony around that is that I ended up living in New Orleans. So um, it's an incredible thing that that comes from your DNA, which which I think directly came from, from being Welsh and loving everything in the minor key and sad Welsh folk, you know, songs. And then having this classical world around me which is talk about secondhand sex spot that's where it comes from that 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 sensibility uh like i said i couldn't read or write uh my sister was uh the the great pianist and cellist in our family but i could hear a piece of classical music i could hear the debussy that she was playing when i was like four or five and i could sit down and play it um so i could hear it all and that's really what formed really is what formed my style is hearing classical, is hearing jazz, is hearing then, you know, my mother's love of, of uh, big band and her love of Frank Sinatra and Ella Fitzgerald and, and uh, Aretha Franklin. And, you know, I mean, it, that's really, you're hearing that smash of all those things. And, um, and then I came late to um, Joni Mitchell. I didn't hear Joni Mitchell until she had the deep baritone voice, which is my favorite Joni Mitchell voice. Um, so I didn't really get to her until uh, Night Ride Home mm. and one of things uh, run free, run fast. And so um, the, the, the Larry Klein years, and I, so I didn't hear her until then and, and thought, what the fuck, this is, a, sorry, I'm not allowed to swear, sorry, what the feck I said, not the other one, F-E-C-K. Um, so I thought, what on earth? And, um, and so 
just fell utterly in love. And, and of course, uh, then, but when I was 10, when I was 10, I was obsessed with Stevie Wonder. And a lot Franklin. of us were. <laughs> but, oh, weren't we? So, but here's the weird thing in life. This is what, so imagine those, those things, okay? So let's just think about that. So I love Stevie Wonder. I love Rita. Um, I love Jenny Mitchell. I love the sound. I, I love James Taylor. I love all those things. Well, I come to America and, you know, the people, what's amazing to me is who I ended up and how I ended up then meeting and working with and knowing the people who had orig- originally been, been my idols and who I adored. And, and, and again, just like the covering of songs and wanting to do them justice, Meeting the people, working with the people who I loved more than anything, who got me through life. And, and you know, again, I, 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 I had, you know, a wonderful home with my dad as a singer uh, and every weekend spent at the opera house watching the rehearsals. I was very, very privileged child in that way. I didn't realize that until much later. But I also had, um, you know, my beautiful mother who was uh, suffered from deeply traumatizing clinical depression and anxiety as well. And there was a great darkness in the house and fear um, and a sense of foreboding. And so the music that was so important, was so necessary, was was the outlet that we needed. Um, And so I would would disappear into and I, I, I would hide in this music it was what got me through it was the lifeline and and playing and writing and listening and so to end up living in new orleans where where i get to work with a man that recorded songs in the key of life to to work with leland sklar and russ kunkel and the guys that played on james taylor and cal king and jody mitchell to befriend uh my one of my idols, Burt Bacharach, and and to just to to end up with these people, to you know, to to work with Larry Klein, to meet and spend quality time with Joni. It's just like to me, it, it, it's that is is so unbelievably important because they were my lifelines. These right. people were my lifelines, and I cannot thank them enough. I hope I can only hope. But in, you know, but but a tiny, 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 tiny percentage of of my music. I I just hope that if if my music can, what I'm trying to say is, if my music can affect anybody on any level, the way that did for me, and and give people that sense of of joy or salvation, not salvation, but you know, comfort, comfort. And if it's cathartic to the listener, then that's the job. That's the job I want to do. I always wanted to do because of how important it was to me because it did save me. And, um, and after my mother lost that battle with depression, then it became a thing of absolute necessity. And, and it went from being a thing that helped me to a thing that I couldn't live without. And so... That's why, you know, I, I know more than, than most how important these things are to, to rely upon and lean upon and use when you're in, in troubled times. 
Well, I think it's safe to say that your music provides an awful lot of comfort and joy to a lot of people, for sure, without a doubt. Well, thank you so much. Now, okay, now I've got a silly question for you. What's, what's your favorite bad food on the road? <laughs> you know what? I actually don't eat um, any bad or fat foods. I mean, this is a sickening thing to say, but um, never? I changed my uh, – uh, yeah, I've never, really, I've never been into fast food. I've never been into bad anything. Um, I'm a really, really healthy eater on the road. I'm healthier on the road than I am anywhere else. Most people put weight on on the road. I don't. I burn it up. But I would say that without a bar of 85% dark chocolate, I am nothing. But that's my, not a I, bad My life has, has no meaning. Dark uh, chocolate yeah, is heavenly. That. <laughs> that's not bad. It's good for you. It has no, all the not. antioxidants. Oh, no, no, there is nothing bad that I eat anymore because... Um, it, it, I, 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 have, I live an unbelievably clean life. I don't drink. I don't smoke. Um, I, oh, here we go. I'm addicted to espresso. So I have, <laughs> like, I'm on my, here's, that's my thing in life. I'm, I'm on my third double espresso already in the morning. So, but I don't think that's a bad thing because um, because coffee is good for you and it's an antioxidant uh, and, I, and I'm running with that one. It's the only vice that I have, uh, apart from swearing, which I, I'm trying desperately not to do. I've slipped up there for one second, but I just, uh, I, I really, really, um, my vices in life are too much espresso. I have to watch at least one or two um, black and white movies a day. Um, they, they really, uh, they're, they're just like a friend. They're just like a pal that I've got. And um, it can't, it, it's not a vice, but uh, again, I, I'm not a human if I don't have my dog with me. Uh-huh. I, I'm, I, I, lose, I lose capacity to be a human being unless I have a dog. So that's what's hard on the road for me, I must say. Mm-hmm. That is the hardest thing. Um, and, uh, yeah, boring, eh? So the most, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm... I'm no, not boring I, at all. I, no, well, the thing is, to be able to do the job of touring as much as I like to, although that's stopped now, hasn't it? But, I mean, in order to do the job I do, in order to sing the way I do, in order to sing every night, in order to travel when I'm on the road, I, I don't even know how people... Um, can be unhealthy. I don't get it because I think you have to be incredibly healthy to do this job properly. It, it and, would seem. Um, you know, that's it. Uh, let's see. What else do I have for you? Oh, first. So what was the first song you ever played live? Do you remember? Oh, it's a good. That's, yes, I do. And it's a very good story. Very sad story, but it's kind of, uh, it's a powerful story. I was at, um, I didn't think I was going to be a musician because I didn't want to follow in my father's footsteps and I couldn't read music and I figured I've got no, you know, nobody's going to be listening to these depressing little songs that I was writing. Nobody's going to be interested in that. It was just for my own pleasure. And I went to drama school because I always wanted to be an actress, but it turns out, of course, I still am an actress. and That's a big part of, of, of what I do when I'm performing and also um, something that I do in my uh, in in my life, uh, uh, separate to music. Um, so I went to to performance art school, which is like the Brit school, you know, music, dance, drama, and uh, and I majored, as you call it, in drama, in acting. But you also had to do music as well, and I was. But you could, it was a secondary thing, and it was just then it was you know you didn't have to be a, uh, you didn't have to be technically a great musician. So. Um, 
we were in a music class and uh, and the uh, a teacher said, is there anybody here who plays an instrument? Yes, I said, hands up, two hands went up. Anybody here who writes or wants to share anything or blah, blah, blah. And, um, and I can't quite remember whether a friend of mine or somebody said, I don't even know how this happened. Let's put it that way. But I said, yes, I write. And I don't know why I did it. I have no idea. Because I'd never played to anybody outside of my house. My, only my sister and my dad were privy to what I did. And I played the first song I ever wrote, which is about my mother. Imagine how hard that was. And it was absolutely... Um, just... It was just like a hymn to her. It, it was a, a, as in a, you know, like, a, like a, a, a love song to her and saying how I thought of her and saw her and how we'd see each other again one day. And, and I sang it with my eyes closed, as one does when, when you first start out in life and you have to have your eyes closed at all times because you can't get through it, otherwise it's unbearably hard. And... I stopped singing and my eyes are still closed and there's a horrible, horrible pool of silence, 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 silence. And I just head down. I just get up and I go over and I sit back in my seat and I feel this hand on my hand and I turn to the girl next to me who seemed before that to absolutely have just no like of me whatsoever. She was incredibly fantastic and brilliant and just very difficult and wonderful, and she was crying, absolutely crying her eyes out. And as it turned out, as she explained to me afterwards, she had just lost, her fiancé had just died of leukemia uh, six months before she had joined this course. And it was, that's what she was hearing in that. That's what she was feeling. That's what she was, where she was. And it was that immediate connection which is what I'm talking about, which is the thing that makes music special. And it's what I've always needed and wanted in life. And the teacher at that point said to me, why are you studying drama? Why why aren't you doing music? And I had not before that even thought that anybody, like I said, would ever be at all interested or connect with these incredibly personal thoughts. And and songs and that was it. That was the that was the that was the fork in the road. And it, I I will always remember it. It's the most important fork that ever happened to me because it was the difference between me going on and being an actress, purely an actress, and and being a a, a, a musician and being a, a, a you know a, a, a singer songwriter, but a performer and gave me the courage to take the long and rather rocky road that is the road of an artist that wants to bear their soul and to speak um, the truth about how life is, even though it's, um, you know, it, it, it's, a, it's, it, it's a necessary one, but it's not one that's, um, that is easy to do because it's... Um, it's not a uh, what's the word for it? It's it's not a uh, it's it's not like the most commer- you know it's not the commercial route it's not the right. pop star route it's not the you know it's not the simple song that you play on the radio and we all jump around to and it's fun it's not that at all it's about connection 
It's real. It's, about it's, it's real. With people. It's real. And real is, um, real, real is the long road. It's the, it's the, it's the, it's the long um, lifer, as I call it. I'm a lifer. This is what I do. This is what I do. This is what I will always do. And, um, but it is the most, um, it is the most wonderful thing to be able to do. And um, I, I, I regret nothing because I, I really do feel like I've, I got, I was given um, an amazing an amazing tool, an amazing gift that that I that I've used to get well and to be to survive, and and that I hopefully can um, continue to uh, touch other people with, and, that, and that's and that is a privilege. That really is. Well, I think that anyone who who sees you perform or, or listens to your songs can tell that that you're speaking and singing from the heart that it's that everything that's coming from you is real and and that's the connection that i think people really get people people are people aren't fooled that easy. i mean i should say people people are fooled or aren't fooled easily but but the the authenticity of your music and and when you perform that comes across and people definitely gravitate towards that well thank you so much it's it's um you can't, I, I think the word is authentic. You can't fake that stuff. Right. I mean, people are fooled, you know, and are not fooled. You know, it, 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 people are fooled when it comes to inauthentic stuff. Of course they are. We all are, you know. We all like to, to be carried along on that wave of, of fun and, and, and mindless entertainment and joy. You know, that, that's, that's it. That's the purpose of great pop music, and I love it. God, I love it. Um, but when it comes to authentic... Um, uh, emo, you know, emotions. When it comes to people, someone exposing their fragility or their innermost problems or difficulties or their struggles—the struggles that we all have, by the way—that's the point. That's the point of all of this. I'm not talking about something that's just me. I'm talking about the stuff that we're all going through. So I think I'm in a position where I can talk about it, and I have no fear of talking about it or saying it or saying who I am. And what I am, uh, and I think I think that's my job. I think that's my job to give the listener and the audience permission to feel and to 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 um, absolutely connect and, and resonate with the, the things that I'm talking about. I absolutely think that that is that is what music is all about. You know, I, I listen to classical music, and every time if I listen to a piece of music that particularly resonates with me, I'm still like crying I mean and then not not with sadness but like with joy with being so moved with being so filled up and uh, and that's what's that's what's so incredible about it you know I listen to Aretha Franklin and I'm, and I'm literally dancing down the street or right. the lad on the street yeah. but I would be dancing down I'm dancing around my living room because that's it that's it and um, you can't I think I think the audience does know when something's inauthentic. I think they do. I think it, um, I think they know when when something's off. And uh, and so that's why I guess I've never been able to um, be anything else than myself. And uh, you know I'm not I'm not mysterious and cool and and uh, bizarre and amazing and, and uh, you know 
some fashionable weirdo. You know, I'm, I just I, I can't even begin to try and do that because well, you are because amazing. I don't believe that it's, I'm what you are amazing. Well, thank you, but you know, the th- but what I'm trying to say is that no, I understand. You know, to pose to be to have a pose or be right. a poser or to you know, which is great again in pop, but to you know somehow mask myself in a certain image gets between me and the audience when it comes to being authentic. I want them to know that what's coming out of my mouth, the things I'm saying are real. They're real. I don't want you I don't want anything between me and you, you know. Right. I don't want anything getting in the way. This is real. So it's it's yeah, it's 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 a rocky road, but it's a good but it, but it's a worthy one, I think. And that comes across in your performances. Your performance is so emotional, and so I wanted to ask when you when you go into the studio, do you have do you? I mean, are you just as emotional in the studio as you are when you're in front of people? Is that or do you have to yes. summon that energy in, in any way? Like Sinatra, um, had, Sinatra well, had I, to have an audience no, in the studio to bring that. No, I, I think I think that's a very good question actually, because I have got an audience in the studio in the past in order to get to get to that place because the minute there's an audience there the minute the second i am i'm in i'm in that mode i go immediately into the mode of connecting wanting to connect wanting to send that out there i can i can pull that out i can do it but it is one of the, the difficulties of being in a studio in an environment where you don't have that that life force, as I call it, that energy that's coming through. Because it's a two-way conversation. It's not one way. It's not just me singing at the audience. I'm drawing from the audience. I'm drawing from them, from their uh, energy. That I'm not being, like, corny here or, you know, this isn't, this isn't me bullshitting you. This is true. This is a two-way conversation. I'm feeling the audience. So I have often had people sitting, sitting right there watching for that very purpose and it works every single time and it's one of the reasons why i don't i everything i record is one take as in it's a it's a complete take start to finish i don't drop in i don't do stuff you know as far as i don't i try not to wherever is possible i try not to ever go more over like a few takes because it it gets worse the more you do for me anyway um and I and I really do believe in live performance for recording. I absolutely have to be at the piano singing live with it. I'm in performance mode because that's when you get that's when you get the energy. That's when you get the truth of it, and that's when you have um, that's when you can convey to the listener the emotions because it's really hard, you know when. When you see me live, you're seeing my face. You're seeing a big part of of what connects the audience. You know, it's I'm conveying through my face. Oh, without so a doubt. much, and I, I yeah, it, it, I didn't realize quite how physical I was as a performer until I saw myself live uh, on video. You know, and it's just I, I was shocked. You know, I was slightly horrified actually by, by how <laughs> physical I am. Well, true. Yeah. I mean, it's I, true. Took, I took some pictures. I took some pictures when you were playing at Dam, and I mean, yeah. it's it's emotional. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm fearless. I'm quite a beast up there. 
and I'm I'm all emotion all the time, and and uh, and so you're you're you know it's like I am I'm somebody that is best seen. There's no doubt about it, no doubt about it. Which I think, which is why I think that that recordings of mine um, moving forward, going forward. Uh, absolutely have to be accompanied by seeing me you know by mm-hmm. a live uh, a live version of each uh, of each recording without without shadow of a doubt so the next you know uh, collection of songs which are half covers and half originals called uh, both things are true which is a saying i say an awful lot in life um i'm going to make sure that that when i the first of which are, of course are Second Hand Sex Bot and then America, which came out first, actually. Um, there will be a uh, one of these days when we can get back into a studio, there will be a live performance um, companion piece to the studio recordings where you can see me do all of those. Oh, that's I think very cool. It's very, very important to see it. I really do. That's very cool. Well, I'm going to let you go and get another espresso. And we'll- yeah. <laughs> Andy, what are you, some kind of mind reader? Yeah. I, all I do is dream of espresso. It's all I have. Good people listening out there. I mean, I, you know, I, I have no vices, except I speak too much. I talk too much. Um, I, um, I'm bossy. Um, I'm, um, I'm OCD. Bossy? No. Um, I've spent so much time, honestly, when everybody else was trying to lose their minds, I remember this very clearly, when I was at, you know, drama school, as it were. I remember thinking, everybody's trying to, like, get wasted and lose their minds, and all I want to do is hold on to mine. All I ever wanted to do was stay sane, you know? Yeah. I was I, I was already losing my mind. I just wanted to stay sane, and everybody else was, was just trying to, trying to just go crazy. So it's always been a different thing for me. It's always been about trying to find um calm and uh and a state of uh of 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 tranquility because i have enough energy for a hundred people and you know my brain's working over time i have enough voices believe me going at all times so mine goes the opposite way i I, i'm i'm a different i'm wired differently very differently but it turns out it actually works well in in times of stress because it feels like that's what that's how i'm i always am well so, any, anyone um, who sees I, you perform I would just like to say, sorry i just who's... want to say to your, to your listeners that that please do 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 take up what i what i suggested earlier though and 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 find something that gives you gives you respite and release and calm when it comes to being creative and and expressing yourself it, i mean it with all my heart well, no one is going to come away from any of your performances thinking that you're tranquil. That's God, no. that's a fact. <laughs> I'm as tranquil as the Atlantic Sea um, at winter. There you go. Judith, thank you so much for taking the time to call in and talk. And I hope that you guys stay well and be safe and you get back in yeah. the studio soon. Well, listen, Andy, thank you for your support and for being such a fan of my music. And it was lovely to meet you and them. And, and I really do appreciate coming on and, and talking, particularly right now. I hope it's been, uh, hope it's been uh, a good distraction for your listeners. Thank you. And, and speak very soon. Take care. Okay. Bye-bye.
distant star to the music that stirred my soul across the sea jelly roll and when rainy pavements took their toll I dreamt of America And I dreamt of the cowboys Underneath an open sky That is the wonderful Judith Owens here on 92.7 KOCFLP Vanita. We are Fernridge Community Radio. I cannot thank Judith enough. It's Judith Owen, not Owens. So much for spending her 
day talking to us here at KOCF. Just a wonderful woman, and her music is exceptional. That was I Still Dream of America. And it's not even released yet, but she sent that to me prior to the interview. Let's take care of a little business, and then we get back to some music here on 92.7 KOCF. Remember when FM was called Underground Radio? It was an adventure into music and features that were new, exciting, and fun. That's the spirit of Free Formations, a show where almost anything goes, and we're on now Saturday and Sunday evenings at 6. Please join the fun of Free Formations on KOCF, Fern Ridge Community Radio. Support for KOCF Fern Ridge Radio is brought to you by Pacific Hometown Insurance, providing home, auto, business, and health insurance to the Junction City and Fern Ridge areas. Find out more at David at PacificHometownInns.com or call 541-998-2383. Support for KOCF is provided by World Pies in downtown Eugene at 8th and Charlton. World Pies provides a wonderful, relaxing space and live music almost daily. Check out the music calendar at worldpies.com. They're phone number is 541-338-9333. Well, look at that. We're just about straight up at noon o'clock here on this Friday afternoon. Wow, it is Friday, huh? I see the sun starting to peek through a little bit. Now, let's travel back, shall we? 1986, Van Halen. A bit of a reboot. Oh, yeah. They got a new lead singer, plays a little rhythm guitar. Well, his first show with the boys in Shreveport, Louisiana, occurred on this very day in 1986. And they cover Little Feet. How about that? Well, my telephone is ringing. Told me. Told me it was jamming
hearts never gonna end. So if the car comes walking on by, my girl in the beer with my bio her. Cows with the last so bad. So only a song that goes out and down. Eating cotton with her, the cow will Sunday, Saturday, blood to her from death through the veil of hell. Now I'm just back and she's in the stage. Now I'm gonna have some herbal lay over her.
That's the new Master Sounds from their Nashville Sessions 2 album doing Afro, where is it? Afro Metropolis. Yeah, it's losing track. Still trying to come down from that interview. That was just such a joy to talk to to Judith. Uh, Mother Jones in front of that Herb Sexy Cow from their Better Days album. Sun Vo on the bass, the wonderful Helena Janus on the vocals. And Van Halen starting things off with AA Political Blues from the OU812 album. And uh, Sammy Hagar spending his first time on the stage with the boys on this day in 1986. Support for Fern Ridge Community Radio KOCF is provided in part by the Wow Hall, located at 8th and Lincoln. The Wow Hall presents a wide array of music on a regular basis. Their phone number is 541-687-2746. That's 541-687-2746. Hey there, this is Sean Cummins, show Reverb, where we'll dig through the crates and bring you two hours of rockabilly, surf, and all things rock and roll from the 50s, early 60s, and even a little of the late 40s every week. Catch a new episode of Reverb every Saturday from 2 to 4 p.m. and hear it again the following Sunday in the same time slot. All right here on KOCF. Oh, and we have the full complement of programming choices on the weekends beginning at noon o'clock, folks. And also coming up today on our program later on this afternoon beginning at 4 o'clock. Yes, sir. Let's see. What's today? Friday. Oh, yes. My good friend Marshall Peter jumping in and out of the blues at 4 o'clock and then some strange show at 6 o'clock called Music Gumbo. Album archives at 9, which I think is going to be preempted tonight. And then the golden days of radio. we got a full day of programming for you folks. Now, I have a very long set queued up for you. I'll tell you why afterwards. But we're going to start off with Elvis Costello and his imposters. This is Clubland. It's 92.7 KOCF Burnridge Community Radio. Yeah. 
everybody. It's Paul Barrera from Little Feet. This is Jimmy Messina. This is your name here. This is Mr. Dave. This is Graham Nash. This is Mike Campbell from Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. Don't touch that dial or computer key or whatever you're doing because you're listening to Fern Ridge Community Radio. KOCF. KOCF is supported by J.C. Raven Tap Cafe. J.C. Raven Tap Cafe is a local, family-friendly breakfast, lunch, and dinner destination with breakfast all day, daily specials, a full bar, and beer and cider on tap. J.C. Raven Tap Cafe, located at 160 West 6th Avenue in Junction City, is open Monday through Thursday from 11 a.m. to 8 p.m., Fridays from 11 a.m. to 9 p.m., and on Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Learn more about catering or orders to go from J.C. Raven Tap Cafe at 541-234-2162.
That's the bonus track from the Mud Crutch album, Topanga Cowgirl, written about a girl at Topanga Canyon. Uh, Steely Dan in front of that, Kid Charlemagne, recorded live from their Alive in America album, the wonderful Samantha Fish, You Can't Go, from Chills and Fever. Sound of Contact with the Pale Blue Dot from their Dimensionaut album. And that features the vocal work and the drumming work of Phil Collins' uh, young son. And his name escapes me at the moment. I'm having a brain freeze. It happens. <laughs> Apparently more often than not these days. And Elvis Costello and the Imposters starting things off with Clubland. You've made your way to Music Gumbo. It's 1235 in the afternoon. We'll be here until 2 p.m. And then right back here at 6 o'clock for our regular Friday evening uh, Music Gumbo. Which, by the way, I will air the interview I did on Tuesday, or I think it was on Tuesday, with Carmine Apice, founding member 
of the Vanilla Fudge. You'll enjoy that immensely. You know, that band was managed by someone from the Lucchese crime family. You'll hear all about that when we get to it. Now, Beatles news. I, I tell you, there's always Beatles or or Elvis news on this day, and today is no different, I, I think. Oh, yes, here we are, a ceremony for the Beatles, 1967, at the Playhouse Theater in London. They were awarded three Ivor or Ivor or Ivor Novello Awards for the best-selling single in Britain, the most performed song in 1966, and the most, oh, and the next most performed song. Huh, how about that? The most performed song, the next most performed song, and the best-selling song. Well, I'm going to give you the best-selling song from that awards ceremony in 1967. In the town where I was born, lived a man who sailed to sea, and he told of his life in the land of submarines so we sailed on to the sun till we found the sea of green and we lived beneath the waves in our yellow submarine we all live in a yellow submarine yellow submarine yellow submarine we all live in a yellow submarine yellow submarine yellow submarine and our friends are all aboard many more of them live next door and the band begins to play
bad, my honey's bad. I said she's bad, oh she's bad, my honey's bad. When my day is done, I wanna have a little fun. Call my honey, baby. Yeah. On the cell phone. Cause she knows how to ring my bell. She does things I dare not tell. Cause honey's bad. Oh, she's bad. My honey's bad. I said she's bad. Oh, she's bad. My honey's bad. Does everything she possibly can to try to please me and make everything alright. That's why I love to praise her name. I like to see the pretty smile on a pretty little face. Oh yeah, yeah, my honey's bad. My honey's bad. She got a credit card, yeah. <laughs> She may take it back now, yeah Cause you're living too large But oh, when she crossed those long legs I forget about what I said Honey bad, oh she's bad My honey bad
Hi, this is Ginny Carr of the Uptown Vocal Jazz Quartet. You're listening to KOCF LP Veneta, Fernridge Community Radio, a service of the Oregon Country Fair. I'm digging that cat, the crazy ways he plays is where it's at. Yeah, he's a threat upon the fretboard. But from the flame, look in his face, you'd say he may have gotten sprayed with mace. Or maybe he just played the perfect chord. Do you think he's pensive, or did he smell something offensive? It almost looks like he's ecstatic. His expressions are as strange as the progressions of the changes, but that's how he's arranged. When he cooks, his looks are automatic. Whenever he plays, he wears his jazz face. But I don't think that he's aware. He's got an emote. He puts a lot of heart in every note. He likes to let the music play him Cause when the band's playing it hot He gets his facial muscles in a knot And there is not a cure or anecdote Is he counting measures Or just recounting carnal pleasures Perhaps we're watching something private As he's getting more excited His expression doesn't hide it I think he's gonna burst One more burst and he might not survive it Whenever he plays, he wears his jazz face But I don't think that he's aware You're showing your jazz face A love you can't conceal You have to face the fact that what you feel is real Bass playing's a thing in which you strain to pluck a heavy string. Just take a look at that poor plucker. You see the pain watching him play. You think a spinal tap is underway. But that don't mean a thing, the cat can swing Has his heart been broken, or is it something he's been smoking? What is the drummer's face revealing? Is he using meditation or abusing medication? He's talking to his drums Listen, chums, they'll tell you what he's feeling Whenever he plays, he wears his jazz face But I don't think that he's aware you're showing your jazz face, a love you can't conceal. You have to face the fact that what you feel is real. Whenever he plays, he wears his jazz face. But I don't think that he's aware. I finally figured out exactly what you're talking about. Faces is moving, the choice is the torment, tied in the fields, the choice of performance. Every way he comes over, the most kind of kind of information you will double take and say. He plays, he wears his jazz face But when he swings, he doesn't care J-A-Z-Z-F-A-Z-E, jazz face 
seen it coming when their first words out the door We're trashy air in the water We don't need them anymore Elections stolen The networks told the line It seemed like business as usual Not many called it a crime All the palms in place
That's Leftover Salmon, the song House of Cards, released back in 2018. We'll see if we can get Vince Herman on the show, maybe. Heard the Uptown Vocal Jazz Quartet in front of that, doing Jazz Face. Robert Cray and High Rhythm with Honey Bad. And the Beatles starting things off with Yellow Submarine. If you've just regained consciousness or just wandering in, it is Music Gumbo on this Friday afternoon. We are into the afternoon. I hope some of you got to hear the Judith Owen interview from a little bit earlier. And tonight we'll be having the uh, Carmine Apice interview from earlier this week that was recorded because we had a miscommunication. And I'll just give you, I'll tell you who's coming up next week. I mean, this is getting to be a lot of fun. On Monday, now he's not a real doctor, but he plays one on stage. Dr. Tequila will be calling in to make a house call. He has been in the music business for 50 plus years. He used to have Frank Beard, drummer of ZZ Top, in his band before ZZ Top. So that tells you how far back this goes. That's going to be an interesting conversation. Then we got King Cotton on Tuesday. He founded the Bone Daddies back in the 80s. And we got a double header on Tuesday, Chuck Prophet. Also going to call in on Tuesday, or scheduled to call in. And then Wednesday, coming down to Studio Q, the quarantine studio, Paul Biondi is going to come down, and he's going to play some, and we're going to talk. And then Thursday, we got Rosie Flores. And Friday, longtime Grateful Dead publicist Dennis McNally will be joining us. And we're already into the following week, too. And boy, oh, some surprises that week. Oh, it's going to be so much fun, folks. <laughs> Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back with more music on 92.7 KOCF LP Vanita. Great music comes from many directions, and bringing a genre-free radio to the attention of all those listening is the Highway 62 musical trip. It will consist of music that is newer, older, mellow and loud, joyful and sad, kind of like life itself. Your host, Marcus, wants you to feel the music on Highway 62, Saturdays and Sundays at 8 p.m. on 92.7 KOCF, Fern Ridge Community Radio, a service of the Oregon Country Fair, and always streaming at kocf.org. Support for KOCF is provided by World Pies in downtown Eugene at 8th and Charlton. World Pies provides a wonderful, relaxing space and live music almost daily. Check out the music calendar at worldpies.com. Their phone number is 541-338-9333. And World Pie is one of those businesses that has been dramatically affected by the situation that we are currently in. They're closed indefinitely along with many of the other places in Eugene and also in Vanita, Elmira areas. So if you have restaurants or places that are doing takeout, please try and support them if you can. And speaking of food, one of the cool interviews that we're going to have, not next week, but the following week, the Chronicles of a Quarantined Chef. That's right. We're going to be sitting and talking with Lincoln Fuge and also with his compadre lauren and we're going to try and do video we're going to practice this on wednesday we're going to try and do video and see if we can't have them cook something on the air and be able to stream it on youtube as well if not we'll just be talking to them about how you folks can you know feed yourselves during these changing trying times now i'm going to take care of some requests in this set why not it's that time of the show We've got them coming in, so might as well take care of it On as we're coming straight up on 1 o'clock. Be here until 2 p.m. My name is Andy Goldfinger, your musical consigliere. This is Music Gumbo, and this is Robbie Robertson. By request for Lauren in Washington, D.C.
have got someone who relies on you. Started out as friends, but the thought of you just caves me in. Symptoms are so deep that it's much too late to turn away. Started out as friends, signing me across my heart. I want you to be my baby. Signing me across my heart. I want you to be my baby. Disappointment in so many things. 